0: Welcome to the Delano Newsmakers podcast, bringing context to the stories that matter in Luxembourg. Hello everyone and welcome to another episode of Newsmakers. Today we're going to talk about cycling and all the woes that may come after getting on your bike in Luxembourg. With me is Emmanuel Platar, an avid bike rider and owner of The Happy Cyclist, a business that offers bike repair services in the Grand Duchy, Emmanuel Welcome to the podcast. Hey, Tio. Thanks for having me, man. Yeah, no worries. Um it's good to have you on the podcast and uh I have to say, I came here with my bike. So Did you? I did, yes, but not with my own bike. I took the electric bikes that you can rent because my bike is actually broken. Yeah, that's what you told me. So I was like, is he is he making this up now or did No. He no, no. Just... <laughs> my personal bike is 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 broken, so I actually <laughs> might need to give you guys a call. Because you do repair bikes. Give us a ring, man, for sure. Yeah. So can you give us a little bit of a, uh, an intro into your business? What do you offer? I hear it's the first bicycle repair business in Luxembourg.
1: Yeah. So as you're saying, uh, we launched the Appy Cyclist in, uh, in April of this year. And we're the first fully mobile bicycle repair workshop in the Grand Duce. Uh We basically come anywhere in Luxembourg to fix your bicycle. Whether you are an individual like you and I, or um, if you're a business and you want to offer this kind of perk to your employees to promote soft mobility. Mm. And um, yeah, so just for me to give you a little background on on the story, I was working for a big company in Luxembourg before for two years. I was cycling to work every single day, whether it was sunny, windy, snowy, whatever. Right. And sometimes my bicycle broke down. So... I'm a, I'm a handy guy, you know, so I fixed most, most of the things, but sometimes it was too complex and I had to bring to bring it to a bicycle reaper, uh, shop right. and it would take forever. It would be super expensive. I would have to bring the bicycle myself hmm. and I was not kept posted on, on what happened, you know, so I just dropped my bike and then they gave me a ring whenever and that's it. So I thought, wow maybe we should come directly to the cyclists to fix their bicycles in the right. most affordable and most and a more user-friendly kind of way and uh that's why i launched the happy cyclist man right. Here we are
0: so essentially you come to your your customer's place and you fix their bicycle and they don't have to go anywhere what what kind of people uh usually are, you, are your customers you know ordering? it's it's
1: surprising i thought i would have just a certain type of people you know like crazy bike riders mm-hmm. but i really have everything i have single moms i have families mm-hmm. i have uh like people our age in our 20s it's it's mm-hmm. literally anyone you know mm-hmm. so that's that's also good because it tells you that
0: hey anyone can cycle you know and uh, ideally in any time of the year as well. <laughs> hey, that's the thing, that's yeah, the thing. I'm sure we'll get to that because I actually, like I mentioned in, in, in the opening sentence, there are some woes and some difficulties oh, that definitely. you face once you get on your bike and on the streets of Luxembourg and not on the cycling roads, so on the streets for real. So uh, what was your impression first time you, you when you arrived here in Luxembourg with the, with the cycling culture? And with the uh, with the infrastructure well
1: it's it's hard to put it, you know I've seen it's it it depends how it depends how you see it, and it's like, okay is Luxembourg a bicycle friendly country and and I feel there are different aspects and different layers um bicycle friendly country doesn't necessarily mean okay, there's going to be plenty of bicycle lanes it's also about the respect from other users to cyclists, so for instance, in Luxembourg I thought cars were actually pretty respectful for cyclists like when they take over or when they make a right turn they always check if you are are in their um in their uh, dead angle yeah a blind spot sorry um so they're kind of respectful in this way however yeah they could be much more bicycle lanes and and really dedicated cycling path for cyclists not mm. not just a simple marking on the road with a bicycle painted saying like oh this is a bicycle lane you know mm.
0: Um, and you've uh, you've lived in a few other countries as well. Uh, was it in Canada in, uh, in in the UK?
1: Yeah, definitely, definitely. So I've I've lived in, in lots of different lots of different cities. I lived in in Montreal in in Canada. I've lived in England as well. Hmm. So weather is not really an argument, you know. People tell me, oh yeah, well it rains a lot in Luxembourg. Hey, that's not an argument, you know, in, in Montreal, in the winter, it's minus 20 and you have bicycle couriers on okay. their bicycle delivering stuff and, and students like I was at the time going to work. Okay, I'm kind of a hardcore cyclist, but still yeah. uh, people like it's, it's snowing and they go to uni with their bicycles. Uh, same for England. England, in London, especially, you had plenty of office workers on their bicycle commuting every day mm. to work. Um, but they also had the infrastructure at the office, you know, so you can change, you have your dedicated locker, you can take a shower so you can still wear that nice suit and tie and cycle in the morning Mm. and, uh, and go to work. Plus it feels so good, you know, having like Mm. this, this good exercise in the morning, like fresh
0: kickstart before going Mm. to work. It's a great way great way to start the day in my opinion. It's definitely better than being cramped up in a in a bus or in an, or in a in the tram maybe. Yeah, I don't you know. Lots, me? lots of people like the tram. We're not going to badmouth the tram because it's no, we're good not. to have uh, uh soft mobility and, and different kinds of more eco-friendly mobility and cycling is part of that of course. So we're we're obviously sort of in this um, mode of thinking now where we're trying to have less um Dependence on on fossil fuels, if you will, or 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 generally use cars a bit less, but uh, Luxembourg remains the country with the highest uh, car um, ownership per capita, and um, there is need for a shift in in the culture. For you, you've 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 lived in uh, in in Vienna, and uh, in, in uh, London, is it, uh, which is also a big cycling uh, city. So, what does Luxembourg need to do to make that? make that jump make that jump yeah correct so it's a bit like what i
1: was telling you before is when you look at the city of luxembourg are you gonna design the city for cars or are you gonna design it for cyclists or are you gonna make a mix or Mm. you know who who is the road belonging to basically Mm. um you you have not say like i'm not going to say a big issue but you have a reality that more than 50 percent of workers in luxembourg are cross-border workers and a lot of these people if not all of them take the car to go to work and they usually do not cycle Um, and i think you can combine these modes of transport you can say okay i'm going to cycle to work even though I live in France and Belgium and Germany, and I'm mm-hmm. going to put my bicycle on the train, and then I will finish the remaining part with my bicycle. Mm. Um, I know some people do that, right? So this this is an option. Um, the reason why Luxembourg is also car-centric is because of the usual perks that employees employers are giving to their employees that is the leasing plans for their cars mm. it's extremely simple to fall in that trap air quote yeah. um by just having oh okay i'm gonna have this nice car that i'm gonna custom myself i'm gonna have nice leather seats and that's just gonna be my cart why yeah. would i even bother taking the bicycle going to work right you know? Right. so but look, the government has done a great job to incentivize people to take their bicycle. You know, you mm. have these uh, the the tax the tax benefits mm. up to six hundred euros being paid back if you buy a new bicycle. Right. I think that's great, mm.
0: and you know, it's baby steps. But I'm, uh, it's good that you mentioned the uh, the subsidies because there's also the subsidies um, of electric bicycles, which uh, can have people receive back up to 50% of the of the sum they paid for their new electric bike. Mm-hmm. Do you think that maybe incentivizes people to look at their old mechanical bike and think, well, I'll just throw that away and get a new uh, flashy, nice, modern electrical bike and keep buying more rather than repairing and using what they already have?
1: No, I get your point. I definitely get your point. Um, look... Luxembourg is a hilly is a hilly country, okay? Mm. It goes up and down, and, and people don't want to be dead when they arrive to work. Yeah. Um, I think it's always better to reuse, recycle, and repair instead of buying new. However, if your option is, I'd rather take my bicycle to go to work. However, it's a bit too far, and it's extremely hilly, and mm. I do not have the strength to use a mechanical bike. However, I could go electric, and I could do this. If mm. you can, go for it. That's a great option. The other day I was cycling. Um, mm. I just went for like a like a nice ride during the weekend, yeah. and I was on this big bicycle path going going towards Merche. Mm. and I realized there were so many elderly people on their bicycle, and wow. they all had an electrical bike, and I thought it was amazing, you know, yeah. because then you have this part of the population. I'm not saying you should only get a basic electric bike if you're old, mm. but what I'm saying is, if this gonna and if this is going to enable you to cycle more then do it i yeah. think it's great
0: right i mean uh, it's uh, different for every person and it's good to have a couple of options here and there so i'm um, i'm also wondering in terms of the challenges for for luxembourg it's let's talk about luxembourg city for example because uh, mobility in other in other cities or between uh, smaller villages is different but in luxembourg city here in the capital it feels like it's a it's an old town, so a lot of the a lot of the roads are very clamped up together mm-hmm. and it's not um it's not really easy to create this infrastructure to widen the roads. It's a diff- is this perhaps why we don't see uh su- such good cycling um uh, lanes like we would see in in other countries. Yeah, I get your point.
1: I think then again this has to do with where do we prioritize? Mm. Okay? Uh, for instance, when I was living in Vienna, it's a really old town with right. really narrow streets and old buildings, etc. But mm. you have bicycle path everywhere. Why? Because the city decided, okay, in Vienna, we're gonna prioritize cycling instead of of using the car. It's right. just the choice, you know. It's like how do you how do you educate in this mentality and how do you make that transition? Um, you look at you look at cities like Copenhagen or Amsterdam. Or even yeah. Denmark and the Netherlands in general, their soft mobility infrastructure plan started up very early in the in the 70s, um, yes. and you have bicycles everywhere. In Luxembourg, it was much more later. It was in the early mid 90s, and yes. and just by just by seeing the switch in, in mentality and philosophy, when you look at a road in the Netherlands uh like a country road you will see that 50% of that road is for the bicycles on on each mm-hmm. side of the road you will have a bicycle path and if you combine them it's going to make for 50% of the road that just tells you okay well the road is not just for cars it's also for cyclists right so it's a big move you know it's going to be it's going to be bold um it's
0: it takes courage to make these kind of decisions so then um what what sort of things can well not only not only the government but also businesses what could what could they do to sort of promote that to have people feel like cycling is is a good idea mm-hmm. you have initiatives
1: for instance that are actually taking place right now which is uh, uh my luxembourgish is is terrible but it's going to work with my bicycle mm. and it's basically like a small competition so you make up a team within your company and you're going to write to work, let's say, every day. And then you're going to... Basically, it's going to tell you how much CO2 you, you saved by using your bicycle. Okay. And this kind of uh, brings awareness to, to the benefits of cycling for the environment. Another thing that companies can do, uh, they can have the proper infrastructure to have cyclists over. Mm. Um, so, for instance, having like a, a proper a b- bicycle park. Um, a a bicycle parking also that enables you to charge your bicycle if you have an electric bike Um, to have showers once you arrive at the office whether it's like rainy muddy or you've just been sweating a lot you can shower and you have your locker where where you have your your clothes that's important Uh, but you can also take it up the next step you can also say okay uh, for instance our company, the Happy Cyclist, we've been reaching out to uh, to corporations in Luxembourg, and they actually want to reward this behavior from their employees by mm. and that that is by um, by offering free bicycle repairs to the people using their bicycle going to work. Mm. We want to enable this behavior, and we want to reward our employees who cycle to work. So we'll just offer you repairs for a full year. Mm. I think that's great, you know. So nice. um, so if companies want to make that switch. It can be on, on various uh, various
0: levels. Mm. And um, actually, going into, into, into our conversation, I was feeling like most of the people who cycle would not be people who are working in the finance sector, for example, who are going to work in their suit. But as I understand, you've uh, struck a partnership with a, with a bank here in Luxembourg. Is that right? Yeah, correct. With
1: the Banque de Luxembourg, absolutely.
0: Right. So they have uh, a lot of avid uh, cyclists there, apparently.
1: Yeah, correct. So we were we went to their place to do the bicycle repairs mm. and man you had so many cyclists and literally people were dropping uh, dropping their bicycle to the mobile workshop with a nice suit nice tie leather shoes it's like yeah my bicycle is uh, has an issue can you please fix it mm. and i think it's so great and you saw them in the morning they were in their uh, like cycling outfit or sports outfit mm. and and why did that work? It's these these points I mentioned. They have the infrastructure with a super cool bicycle parking, and they have uh, the infrastructure inside for you to take your shower and change, uh, et cetera. Mm. So it's not only the finance sector is big in Luxembourg, and I think it's not really an excuse to say, oh, well, I'm wearing a suit and tie so I cannot cycle to work. Heck no. Just ask your employer, can we please have showers? Can we please have lockers? I wanna to
0: cycle to work. Mm. Right. Um, so then if we can just touch as well on uh, what has changed uh, during during the pandemic in terms of uh, cycling, what, what is your view on that? Well, I think people have been scared of each other
1: during the pandemic and they didn't want to be next to one another. Hmm. Um, so just avoiding public transportation for the most, avoiding being with other people in the car, Um And they decided to cycle, you know, especially because you also had lots of the um, uh, support infrastructures that were closed, uh, all the sports clubs, all the gyms, uh, you name it. So cycling is cool. There are no rules. You know, you can, as long as there's a road, you can go. Uh, Mm -hmm. And I think that's why people got a lot more into cycling. And that trend has uh, has continued ever since.
0: Mm Mm-hmm. Right, and uh, let's hope it will stay as well. I hope so. <laughs> I hope so. And um, very finally, is there maybe an event or something uh, coming up soon that you might want to highlight?
1: Yeah, so coming up uh, early June on June fourth, there's going to be the Velo Manifestation that is organized by by Pro Velo. Uh, Pro Velo is a nonprofit association in Luxembourg that aims at promoting uh, cycling and cycling infrastructure uh, in, in general. Um, and they're going to have an event on Place de la Constitution. Um, mm-hmm. So there's going to be an event with various members from the associations uh, being there. Uh, there's also going to be food and drinks, and then there's going to be a big uh, bicycle ride through the city. Mm-hmm. So I would encourage anyone to pass by. We'll be there as well with our mobile workshop. Mm-hmm.
0: And um, yeah, it's going to be it's going to be fun, you know. Sounds great. Sounds great. And uh, I assume most of their. Um uh, sort of things on their agenda on their list is improving the infrastructure absolutely and things like that absolutely all right then um emmanuel thanks uh, so much for uh, being here and for sharing sort of your view on uh, cycling in uh, luxembourg yeah thank you too thanks a lot uh, and thanks a lot to our listeners that just about concludes this episode we'll catch you in a few weeks time until then take care Thanks for listening. You can listen to all our podcasts on Delano.lu and on all podcast platforms. And subscribe to the Delano newsletter for all the latest Luxembourg news in English. Sign up on Delano.lu.